Last week, we began a topic of considering options and whether our ability to have so many options and so many choices um, in some ways paralyzes us spiritually, um, but also just in culture in general. And so if you missed that portion of the conversation, that was part one to what we're going to talk about today. So we would definitely recommend going back and listening to that. I don't know if we're supposed to do the intro again or not, but just in case you're listening to the 10-minute think-through, a to-the-point conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events. So one of the things that we talked about uh, in the previous episode had to do with uh, the amount of distraction that people feel. One of the reasons that we think that maybe uh, people have a fear of committing or that they enjoy serving a false idol of options and multiple choice, basically. Uh, One of the reasons it might lead to that is because people are just so distracted and just so tired. And I I just brought up uh, after the recording of the last episode that I'm not entirely convinced that that's actually true. And here's why I say that. And I... Please convince me otherwise. I am open to having a growing and learning mind. But a lot of the times, and I say this for myself, from from personal experience, when I'm feeling tired, it's because I've just been on a mental merry-go-round or I've been mentally distracted. Or when I say that I'm busy, it's because I have just lots of distractions spinning around. There's not actual events and actual appointments to go through. And here's what here's another thing that I think is strange is that on days and, and during seasons where I do have lots of things to do and I'm accomplishing those and I'm like marking things off a list or putting check marks down a list, I don't feel tired and I don't feel busy. I feel accomplished. And that actually helps to like narrow my vision and to focus things a lot more. So I think that what the enemy does, what Satan does, is that he convinces us that some things are true when they in fact aren't. I think he convinces us that we're busy when we're not, and convinces us that we're tired and spread too thin, when actually the truth is we're just not really doing much of anything. Boom, you're preaching. (laughs) That's true. It is so true for me that the most productive times um, from a... I mean, anything from checking things off a list like you described to just my vacation last week. You said, well, you're doing nothing. No, I was doing a lot. I got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. Very busy. I was doing a lot. Uh, But I'm very refreshed out of that. And, um, you know, it it sometimes gets said, I know, uh, gosh, what was it? Probably a year ago, Scott McMahon, we were in an elder meeting, and and Scott said, I'm just convinced that people are just doing the wrong things. Like when we when we're when we're so tired, and we're staring out at this you know plethora of options, what we're actually saying is I don't know which one to choose because I have no uh, emotional capacity left, no mental capacity left to choose them because I've done all the wrong things. Where now I feel completely empty. That's the word you used the last episode, Jared. Um, I think that's exactly right. Like. It, is there, I think we've come so far from even being willing to say, you know, it's possible that we might not need to work harder, we might need to work smarter. You know, it, it really Truly. may be, we're all convinced that five o'clock is not the time to go home. It must be 5.37, you know, I mean, or 6.02, right? It's, it's that kind of thing where we think, well, there's just more to do. I need to get there earlier. I need to stay later. And sometimes that really is the case. And please, by all means, if you're listening, don't hear me uh, saying some people don't have a lot longer hours than than three 
you know, church staff members might have. But at the same time, like it is possible to to work on that for the purpose of being healthier. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think through practically, like to answer your question, Brett, why is it that we feel so tired all the time and why do we feel so busy when most of the time that is not the case? And I do wonder if maybe it's it's not just a, a very, you know, perhaps strategic by the enemy conver- uh, combination of things where it's both like the anxiety that we talked about last week, um, the the fear of missing out, I think, is a, is a component as well. Um, it's probably the like love of, of relaxation and um, the gravitation towards distraction, like just like the combination of all these different really negative influences um, that I can at least speak to in American culture. I don't know how, what it's like everywhere else, but at least here, they're very, very present. And I experience them myself. I mean, like we talk about this, I think in some ways, like it's something that non-believers experience, but we're actually, I would say we're actually coming from it from the opposite, where these are things that people in this room recording podcasts are experiencing currently, like every yeah. day. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is that hit of dopamine that hits our brains you know over and over and over again to the point where our brains just can't handle it anymore and that's why we feel anxiety every time we open our facebook app it's because we we enjoy it it feels good briefly but then we scroll and we scroll and we scroll and eventually your heart starts racing and you know you realize your life doesn't measure up to everyone else around you and then you feel like Oh, oh no, like I, I should get busy doing more <laughs> when that's probably not the answer. Will you speak to just pastorally about just giving people permission to just try and attempt? You know, this is not, I don't think, a theological question uh, or even category for me. This is not questioning the sovereignty of God. This is not questioning, you know, uh, for me, this doesn't step on my... Uh, predestination toes at all or anything like that but for the person who goes one of the reasons i might fear doing something is because i just what if i get it wrong what does what would you say what does the bible say what does jesus say to that person about attempting things i think it's you are going to get it wrong and that's the beauty of what the gospel is that kind of the point that's the point yeah yeah you know there's so much freedom in just saying my outcomes will never match what i've got planned in my head and i'm not going to be the best at anything like i'm just going to go for it and enjoy it and when i fail i'm going to say i failed and i'm going to get back up and do the same thing again tomorrow on this broken earth until Jesus fixes all that in the end. Yeah, I, I, I was just sitting here thinking about like, so what is the antidote? <laughs> like, what's the opposite? The line um, uh, that you said, that Scott said of, you know, people just choose the wrong things. Um, yeah, like for sure. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that is true. Yes. People have chosen to do the wrong things. Oh, we, man, we are so good. I am so good at choosing the things that are worst for me, like the worst possible things. And I think a lot of that just comes out of the heart of sin. 
Um, you know, just because I'm wanting the thing that's going to give me, like you're saying, that hit of dopamine. I'm, I'm going to choose a thing that is self-serving and is, is pleasurable for me and makes me feel pretty good. And so um, I was thinking, well, what's the antidote of that? And the scripture that, that came to my mind was um, Colossians 3, you know, which is a call to um, seek things that are above, uh, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not things of the earth. So would we say that like the opposite, like the call to like living a, f- a more fulfilled and less stress-free life is actually to work, but to work on the things that God is calling us to, right? Like, is that what we're saying? Oh, yeah. But that's the only, I think that's where and how sanctification happens. That's where, that's how like growth happens is because you are learning. And I think that what what I'm hearing so many times from, from people when they say, you know, that, that's where they're spending their time is they're spending their time in that almost committing. You don't learn anything there. You're just, yeah. you're, you don't even have real information to play with. You have hypotheticals and you can't make decisions and learn in hypotheticals. You actually yeah. have to have experience. And where does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from going through something and then evaluating and then taking that information forward so that the next time you face that. Or, Jared, if I go through something, and I know, oh, wow, so Jared has the possibility to walk through this. Well, the reason the church is set up as a community is because as you and I are doing life alongside each other, and I go, you know what? I did that when I was 25, and that was dumb. And now Jared's about to be 25, so I'm going to say, hey, don't do this, because here's how I learned. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, that completely makes sense. And, I, and it makes me think of what are some of the my least favorite days um, there are days where I've sat on the couch and watched Netflix all day. You know what that feels like where at the end of the day, you just feel like worthless and like this, <laughs> like I, everything feels awful. Yeah. I think I that's it. I don't want to interrupt you. This morning I was running and in my ears, I'm listening to another podcast and they were talking about a show that they watched. And I had, I honestly had the thought, I wish I had a Netflix show. Like I, <laughs> I, I mean, I really did this morning. I, I, I thought, I, I bet I would be more refreshed if I had engaged my mind in a 60-minute, you know, one episode at a time, because I'll fall asleep if I try to watch more than that. But one episode, you know, I mean, it's just like what it's this, this never-ending quest to find the right things that will fill you up. Yeah. And I think what you said earlier about like, we just don't, I think it might have even been the last episode where you said we don't internalize enough, like we don't self-reflect I think that's it because what I'm, you know, exactly what I saw in, in Corinth or yeah, in Colossians three is, um, it's an internal thing. It's a mental thing where you're setting, you're setting your mind on the things of Christ, because if that, if you get that, then everything else, just like your actions are going to be reflective of that belief and that trust. Yeah, totally. It's really good stuff. It's distractions. There's a right over your shoulder to the left, Jared. I'm looking out at a high school guy doing a funny dance, trying to make me laugh even while we're trying to focus on this podcast right now. <laughs> it's just the world we live in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10-Minute Think-Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android podcast store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 10